G'day punters, welcome to the Mailbag for WA Podcast. Uh, myself, Pete Anthonis and Luke Dayton along uh, with me as always. Dates, good to have you. Thanks for having us, mate. Um, nice to be doing a bit of a preview instead of a review. Yeah, exactly right. So preview this week, uh, we're going to go through, just quickly recap the last week or so, um, and then we'll get into a bit of a race-by-race preview uh, featuring our best for the meet, uh, our cooler for the meet, so if we're trying to find a, a favourite that we can lay. And then we'll also find the chubby of the week. That's where we're going to go wide. We're going to try and come up with the best 20-to-1 shot or greater, uh, just trying to find ones for the real roughy lovers out there. Uh, dates for yourself on a scale of Malcolm to Bill. Uh, how did your week go? Uh, a little bit, Malcolm, mate. Um, if it wasn't for you finding one in the yard with Miss Elby, it would have been a complete strip out Wednesday. But yeah, one of the, um, hasn't been one of those for a little while, so I guess it was due. I must say that that Mr. Albie race, I sort of cashed out a little bit because I heard um, right before the jump it was getting replated, so I've sort of just traded out a little bit and then saw the price drift out even more on Betfair and before you know it, there he was, two lengths in front with about 100 to go and he wasn't getting beaten, so I was a little bit sick <laughs> there, but oh, well, that's what happens. Um, nominations for Hall of Fame bets, uh, well, probably one of the better bets I've ever had was declaring that no horse would finish a race and funnily enough, yesterday we actually got that with a false start, so I'll, I'll chalk that one up because that's probably never going to happen to me ever again. But uh, in terms of bad beats for the day, uh, we got one. Uh, we both had one in the same race. I backed Saturia and uh, dates for yourself. You want to explain what happened with your horse? Oh, I don't know what happened with my horse. It just didn't not didn't decide to get race any um, closer than three off the fence. So three wide, West fifty fourth, and yeah, it was a couple of um, couple of hard watches in that race that's for sure especially for those of bad day the west 54th or Saturia. it'll be interesting to see the uh, head-on footage just kind of see how something that normally jumps well didn't jump very well at all yeah it was annihilating the line as well but uh that's the way it goes unfortunately um show and tell any news from the week uh for yourself or anything dating back to, to last weekend um, we obviously did record a podcast, but due to technical difficulties, it didn't end up getting broadcast because of uh, the audio cutting out. So here we are uh, doing the preview. But uh, anything that you want to take from, from last week at all? Oh, I think it was just um, we went on a little bit of a tirade in the podcast and it was a bit unfortunate that it um, didn't make it out. But mainly just the, either with the tactics changes and the lack of um, for a couple of horses there on the weekend. And if... Um, you know, we're both on the same page here, I think, is if they're going to have tactics changes, they either need to make sure people are giving them out or they just get rid of them altogether, and especially Epic Grade and even back it. But for Epic Grade to be back last and snagged last with no no word whatsoever of a tactics change to be going back from there, and um, it's never settled worse than sixth, and that, even that was from Barrier 13. So if you were going through the form, there wasn't much – chance that you'd think it would be any worse than sort of second or third pair back with cover three wide for those that backed it I'm sure they were spewing when they saw it was um, out the gate on the fair and then out the gate and out the back on the um, actual field itself. Especially on a day where you had to basically be first five in the run to have really any of a chance um, I guess that's the way that I'd probably summarise the last two mates uh, the last Saturday being the first five and then yesterday 
do not be anywhere near the fence um, unless you're leading and coming out wide into the straight. But uh, certainly the wide draws are suited uh, yesterday. Um, all right, let's get stuck into a race-by-race preview. Um, race one, a 1,200-metre maiden, just running through rough prices here on a Thursday night. We've got uh, Moshard, 550, Dream Alliance, 460, Jasato, $3.30 favourite, Patristic, 750, Seconda Vita, $7, Miss Mandy, 550, upwards the rest. Dates, did you come up with anything in this race? Um, no, nah, I thought it was a bit of a crapshoot to start the day. I see Jasato's had some um, pretty good to sport early, 650 into 350, I think. But, um, yeah, I won't be too keen to play at that price from a wide barrier and a question mark on the jock. And, um, although I know the Fox has come out and won pretty well from its trial. So, yeah, you can sort of see where the money's coming from. But from barrier 10, I'll... Um, I think I'll give this race a miss unless you find something from the yard, mate, yourself. Uh, doesn't look like on exposed form there's a whole heap of speed or at least uh, proven speed. So Jasado might be the leader and a few of the punters might have had a crack at that early. Um, I thought Moshard was clearly the, the best of the exposed runners here and second was second to Vita. Um, but again, I want to find them in the yard before jumping in because overall it looks like it's a pretty uh, pretty skinny race at this stage. So we'll probably leave it there and be treading warily at this stage, I think, uh, not jumping into anything on the early market for myself. Yeah, definitely, mate. So there's a couple of here that I'll be interested to see how they come. They came down the um, worst part of the track, the last meet, where we saw that the outside was a bit uh, limited in sort of where the horses were getting to. And so it'll be interesting to see how sort of Dream Alliance and how my boots go. But yeah, I agree that um, Moshar would be the, the one to beat if it can replicate two lengths off Abdicator first up like last prep. It'll be um, thereabouts, you'd have to think. That's yeah, pretty handy form. All right, race two. And uh, if there was one race of the day that I have two-fifths of fuck all interest in, it's this one. It's a 2,100-metre <laughs> race with seven horses in it. Uh, at the ready, 420, Red Army 160, Prying Tom $3.40. We'll go out to Woodsville at $21. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much just going to let this go straight through to the keeper. We've got a few horses coming out of slightly slowly run races. It's a staying race in WA, Red Army short favourite, Pike on board. I just could not care less about this race um, unless it's going to be laying Red Army if for some reason it parades awful. Uh, dates for yourself. No, same, same, mate. Um, yeah, not much interest at all, although I thought Brian Top would be the danger if there is anything to challenge Red Army. It's um, racing well, so... Yeah, that's about it. I would actually agree with that. I thought if uh, Prime Tom opened up maybe a little bit longer, if the bookies got silly, it would have been worth a bet. But around you know three to three dollars fifty to four dollars, it's probably about right. Okay, race three. Um, now there's only one market open for race three, and uh, Velago opened very short at two dollars fifteen, but it's been subsequently scratched, uh, I believe. So. Um, at this stage, we'll run off the fixed prices that they have available to us, but take this with a grain of salt. We've got Night Voyage at $16, Khan at $7.50, Imperial Venus $18, Firemaker $9, Mantime $8.50. I'll put in Guns of Navarone. It's been parading really well, this prep, $34. It's got it all, $6. Lady Lejeune, $6.50. Velago currently listed at $2.15, but, yeah, we believe it's uh, coming out. Uh, 
dates, this looks like a little bit of a tricky race over the 1,000 metres. Did you come up with anything even before the scratching of the Lago? Uh, yeah, I was keen to follow Lady of the Gene off at some first up run. It's, uh, did a lot of work and sort of still boxed on well. It's um, in with a chance. It would just be interesting to see how many uh, much price they take out with the Lago coming out if it does come out and yeah, other than that, Khan, if the Ganjemis can get that to replicate what it did on its debut, it'll absolutely shit in here. But it's just a matter of if the horse is in the right headspace and doing what it should do. Um, yeah, so we had an 8, 2, 10 being Vilago and 5. Yeah, I tend to agree with Khan. He's probably the really interesting runner, isn't he? I mean, the Ganjemis have had a great record of taking these horses from over east and bringing them over here and just destroying fields especially early in the campaign so if it parades right it's probably one i want to have an interest in but over the thousand it's got it all's been in in good form you know running second and then first midweek company obviously but yeah recorded pretty pretty decent sectionals on punting form so happy to follow that i thought man time also paraded okay first up and had, had plenty of improvement um and still returned a pretty good figure so that's probably one i'm, I'm keen to have a look at and you can't really knock Night Voyage as well. Um, Vilago, when it does uh, get to the races, uh, had a blistering turn of foot in its only start, and it's one that certainly can improve. But uh, at this stage, I'm probably looking more at uh, Man Time as the one that I'm keen to have a, a look at, especially if it parades much the same or a little bit better, um, and with a big watch on Khan. Race four, uh, we've got 1,300-metre race, double bubble, dollar eighty favourite, Rebel Knight, Five dollars, Pagan Image five uh, fifteen dollars, Ebony Maggi fourteen dollars, Amelia's Lebo ten dollars, Dacio six dollars, Vintage Stock eleven dollars. Looks a pretty uh, little tricky but potentially handy field going long term dates. Did you come up with anything early doors? Um, off had I ended up with the favourite on top. Um, I think it's pretty smart. Should find the lead maybe here from barrier three. Pikes probably had the choice between it and Amelia's Labu, who was pretty impressive last prep. I um, think Rebel Knight can improve if they decide to roll along and not sort of restrain it. Obviously didn't really like the slow tempo last start. Um, other than that, sort of a hard race to line up with no footage whatsoever of vintage stock, so sort of relying on... Um, the result there of how it finished and not being able to go back and rewatch the race. Have itself, Mark? Uh, yeah, look, I'm pretty keen on Dacio in terms of I, I thought the way it paraded first up was only fair and, and it really made a good impression. But I guess probably the tricky part about this race is there's a lot of untapped, untapped horses. I mean, uh, Rebel Knight, as you suggested, I mean, I, I think we won't see the best of this horse until it probably gets the chance to lead and dictate. May not have a great turn of foot. Though, having said that, last start it was off the bit, but that was crawling so much early that it was probably going as fast as it could, but clearly everything else was doing exactly the same. Um, Amelia's Laboot only had the one start and the sectionals were, were fine, but obviously it's probably got a, a stack of improvement to go. It's had got uh, had a fair amount of wraps on it this horse and double bubbles done nothing wrong but Dacio for me the one I've just got a little bit of a query over the the wider gate and where it's going to get to might very well settle outside the lead which I'm not sure that's going to be the greatest place of all time for it but yeah I'll leave this one probably to the yard to to try and 
pick through them, but it just looks a tricky race, but potentially a long-term good form race. Uh, let's jump to race five. Uh, we've got a 1,400-meter race, Russian River, $12, Reykjavik, four fifty, Capricorn Dance, $9.50. We'll go down to Bold Success, $4 favorite, Seaside Serenade, $6, Rogan Scent, $7.50, and Glimmer Girl, $9.00. Um, this is a race that I'm pretty keen on from one from the yard if it parades well second up, and that's Russian River uh, on the each way. Um, outside of that, if he parades only fairly, geez, I'd love to say bold success will be improving. He ran on really well first up, but gate one, not sure where he's going to get to. He comes out of a slow tempo race, as does quite a few of these. Um, so if it's not Russian River for me, I'm pretty much keen to sit on my hands. How about for yourself, Dates? Um, yeah, I was keen to follow our mate L after its last run, but draws wide again here and don't know where the pace really comes from. Rokovic might come across and um, lead here, but it's a bit of a money muncher. And, um, there's a few here that raced all right. Miss Andrea raced, ran all right. There's a pretty big jockey upgrade here. Um, Bergio was all right first up. Green Russian River, Capricorn Dancer ran on well last start. Um, it's one of those races where you wouldn't want to be chiming into something at two fifty or three dollars. Um, bowl success. Where's it going to get to from Barrier One? Could be back last. Got back last from Barrier Nine. So last start. So it's got every chance of doing the same thing from one. Um, yeah, not something I want to get too involved in. But if I had to have a battle, it'd be um, our mate Elder Place or something like that. Sounds good. Race six. Let's have a look. 1,200-meter race. Flying time, $10. More races, $12. Battle Brewing, $14. Helmsgate, $17. Pinson, $16. Big Caroline, $9. Count to Mozoff, $9.50. Crystal Spirit, $2.80 favorite. Rock on Tommy, $5.50. And Turbo Power, $14. Uh, I found this... Absolutely impossible. Um, the favourite, Crystal Spirit, was dominant first up here, first start in WA. Uh, but at the same time, there's been horses that have been performing sort of equally as good for me. Uh, Rock on Tommy's been good at its absolute best, hasn't shown it too often, but at its very best, it, it can pull off a, a really good time and sectional. Flying Time's been bowling along in front, more races at its best, and finally gets you know half-decent gait today as well. Um Helm's Gate's been thereabouts. Pinson's been okay. Uh, Turbo Power's been impressive at times. Settler's Creek was poor last up, but flew home first up. There's a whole heap of chances for me, and you can't even discount horses like Count to Mozoff and Big Caroline if they get it their own way as well. So, Dates, anything for you? Yeah, I was um, I was really keen, Crystal Spirit, here. Um, I... Do acknowledge that there's a few here that could improve and pop up like more races and that with a barrier. It could um, run a race if they decide to go forward. Um, Swift Sis Swift, uh, Swift Sis isn't without claims. Um, like I said, Count Tomozov. But what Crystal Spirit did on a heavy eight, ran good time, time that a few of these haven't been able to run on soft or good. Um, I think it sits just in behind them, gets O'Donnell on. And it'd be very hard to beat, I think. Sounds like a plan. I'll be looking for it to parade in a similar fashion as it did first up because as soon as you saw it first up, it looked like it was going to be extremely hard to beat. We'll go to uh, race seven, 1,600 metres. 
our finest moment, thirteen dollars. Uh, we'll go down to prize catch at twelve dollars. Atlanta Blue, three dollars ten. Fontainebleau, eight dollars. State Prosecutor, first up for a little bit, three dollars thirty. Friar Risk, eight fifty. Battle Talk, four twenty. Uh, we'll note that Pike is on State Prosecutor. Peter Nucky takes the ride. Battle Talk, and Lucy Warrican on Atlanta Blue. Dates, couple of uh, ones firm in the market there down the bottom. What did you fancy? Um. Yeah, I thought Atlanta Blue would um, be thereabouts again. Matched similar to last. Um, was doing its best work late last start and got the job done there. 1,600 shouldn't be an issue. Um, yeah, I thought it was probably about the right price in the early markets. Um, state prosecutor obviously comes back from the 2,200 to the 1,600. Um might be a slight concern, and there's no reason why a prize catch now that it's in form can't retain that form. It's usually a horse that once it finds its um, finds its spot and finds its form, it usually retains it and keeps running well. Um, yeah, this this distance last prep, the sixteen hundred, it went eight lengths above benchmark for on my stuff. So yeah, it should be thereabouts. I found this an interesting race. We've got quite a few horses coming out of a very slowly run race, which did feature Atlanta Blue as the winner. So I tend to look at those races and put a pen through them, which leaves me basically with three horses here. I've got Prize Catch, Fontaine Blue, and Battle Talk. Um, I there's no knock on what Prize Catch has been doing, but I've sort of been waiting for Fontaine Blue to actually get to the front, roll along, and just set a really good pace. And coming out of one of those harder run races, I suspect with Mitchie Pateman on board, she might actually get a chance to actually prove that here. So that was the one that I found on top. Um, Battle Talk's been really impressive this prep and has done absolutely zero wrong. Can't knock Atlanta Blue and Prize Catch, as you said, over this distance especially, um, can set some pretty strong competition. And Glenn Smith on is, is not a bad thing either. So it'll be interesting to see how the money goes uh, between those those top order chances in this race, but cracking race looks like an absolute beauty that one. Uh, final race in the card, race eight, sixteen hundred meters once more. Tonka Tough ten dollars, No Sane at three dollars. Luke's Gold eight fifty. Go down to Fair Scenario at nine fifty. Midnight Sky at two dollars seventy. Palace Rogue seventeen. Well, upwards others basically dates. What do you think of the last race? I and mean, there's a few horses here that seem to be looming up already to do something, and we'll wait and see if they can do it from off the speed. Yeah, um, another tough way to finish the day. Um, midnight Sky, 14, Barrier 14, where does it get to? Um, flew late last start. And, um, in similar, 1600 obviously suits. Um, but the one that I think has gone up the wrong price is going to Whipple. Um, Especially if we get a bit of sun the next couple of days, don't get any rain, and we get to a sort of good, goodish track. Um, loves the good. Third up last prep and proved out of sight and similar. And uh, I think it might be a good little place bet. Goma Whipple opened up twenty six dollars. There you go. Um, yeah, I think um, seven bucks a place. I think it was early doors. So. I think especially if it dries out a little bit, I probably wouldn't go now. But, um, you know, if we get to the day and we haven't had any rain and it's been a bit warm and some wind and we get a good track, a bit of a track upgrade, it might be a good play there in the last. I think as long as it's a fair enough track and so if there's no sort of track bias, the two I'm keen to play and think can improve uh, 
Tonka Tuff and, and Luke's Gold, I think both have been parading as if they're improving, improving, just getting to that stage where they're, they're fit enough now to, to really try and challenge. Uh, fair scenario off what it did last start was uh, almost a PB. I think it was actually a PB. If it reproduced the same, it would be pretty difficult to, to run down. But I just have a question mark over where it gets to from gate 11. Foreseen, Videlo Blue, the old boy first up, might be kind of fresh. Palace Rogue, already famous, that will probably go forwards. Schooner coming back from Broome after failing on the dirt. It's an interesting one. Um, I'm not particularly keen on no saying it as favourite from gate one. I'm not sure where it's going to get to. It might sort of settle worse in midfield and not sure you probably want to be boxed away on the inside. We'll wait and see, but for me, I, I'm hoping it's going to play relatively fair. So the two I found, uh, Luke Scold for Paddy Carberry and Tonka Tough for Boy Hill. So um, I'll probably have a little bit on both, if, as long as they both parade okay. Right, yeah, thanks. the only other one I might mention is um, Foreseen, purely because Jason Whining goes on, and we know how good he's been on in the last couple of weeks on leaders. Um, yeah, it might be, might be a sneaky one at $100 or whatever it is. It will find a race, won't it? Like I remember last time it won was probably around 50 to 1. It just got that leader bias, everything going in its favour, ran along at the right, te- uh, right tempo, right sectionals, and was proved too strong late, so it, it is one of those horses that you can almost, as, as long as the track's playing in its favour, you can never leave it out just in case it gets everything its own way. And as you said, Jason, yeah, Boyd, yeah. Oh, he was uh, he was the fish in the wet on Wednesday. He was uh, <laughs> he was almost unbeatable there, riding on pace and or just in the first four or five, and really just riding into the best part of the ground. All right, let's go through best of the meat dates. Do you have a best bet? Do you have one that just really stands out that you're going to go smack on? Yeah, I think I'll. Um, I think it'll be Crystal Spirit. I think it will be the one for me, mate. I'll um, wait till the day and make sure it's all good in the yard. And if it parades similar, I think it'll be very, very hard to beat. Uh, for myself, I'm going Dacio race four. I, I just really like what the horse did first up in its first start. Was incredibly green, and I'm pretty keen to to follow it through as long as it parades okay, even though I know from the gate it's probably going to end up in maybe a little bit of a tricky position, but I'm also going to rely on the fact that I think it just might be the best horse in the race, given on what we've seen so far, but we'll wait and see with that one. Uh, do you have a caller of the meat, a favourite that you really just want to lay at this stage? Yeah, I had two. Um, one, Matt related with bold success, so I don't know where it's going to get to from barrier one. I think it'll be sort of fall back on the fence and I think it'll be a pretty fair day, so you want to be building momentum coming into the straight and having every chance. And the other one is no saying it in the last. I think it's um, while it's might be its race, it's um, another one that's going twenty two hundred back to sixteen hundred. Um, these off thirty six days, I think. But um, yeah, I think that'll be the one I'd like to take on. Yeah, I, I, I've already mentioned no saying it's probably one for me. And probably the other horse that I would lay is actually Red Army at $1.60. I, I know I don't have any interest in the race whatsoever, but I think of that sort of price. And there's two chances here with that, the ready and prying time. I think you can lay the Red Army for something if you're completely sick and insane like me and, and just watch it run <laughs> around and probably win with Pike on anyway. But I think at those odds, um, I think the, the other two are just as equal chances for me so it's more just a, an odds play not that i probably will lay it because i'll probably parade perfect get the gun run and pike will just be too good as he tends to be on horses for grant and alana all right here we go the chubby of the week we're going wide best at 20 to 1 or greater who will be the greatest chubby chasers for the week dates 
<laughs> Who's your chubby? Um, I'll go with Gamer Whipple, mate. I'll um, lock that in and see how we go and wait till the last and hopefully go out with a bang. Okay. Well, there's a couple in the meet that I sort of had a look at, um, but I'm, I'm going to go just completely over the top. I'm going to go back to race seven. We didn't even mention this horse, but I'm – it paraded really well first up. It's got Matthew Ortier on board, and I'm hoping that means it's going to go forward because it's a race where I don't think there's going to be a great deal of speed, and I've got Fontaine Blue as a potential leader, and I was pretty keen on it as well. But if Bollywood Blitz can kick up from the inside, gate one with Ortier on board, just get an easy time of things, then it could be an absolute nightmare to run down at 60 to 1 or greater. So that's my chubby of the week. And hopefully they don't resort to the similar tactics that they've been doing for a, a fair while now on the horse and going backwards. So having said all that, they probably will, and it will be no chance whatsoever. It will be at its right price. <laughs> but uh, that is my first chubby of the week. Around the ground states, any other bets, AFL, any other sport. It's the last week for both of our teams in the AFL, so good riddance to that. Let's just uh, sit back and watch Richmond get the job done against all these other teams that really aren't that good. But uh, any bets going on? Um, I'm going to have a peanut each way on one in race five at Bendigo tomorrow called Southern Moment. It's um, 70 plus, I think, at the moment. But, yeah, it ran on well a couple of weeks ago. It's in a little bit easier than what it ran in. Um, and it's had the run over the 2400, which um, a few of the other horses in the market haven't had. It might be um, might be worth a little fiver each way or something at 70 bucks and 18 dollars the place. Okay, there we go. Um, any political bets uh, by any chance? I've noticed quite a few of the bookmakers have the the liberals spill all over the shop. So, uh, uh, being from WA, uh, uh, any sneaky bets on Julie Bishop, or do we just leave this stuff for uh, the complete and utter imbeciles? I think I'll just ignore it, I think. And, um, I know a few people are trying to arb off on Betfair and stuff like that, but I, um, yeah, I'll just leave it alone and wait until the day and go and vote and, <laughs> and just go back to ignoring it all, I think. Yeah, that, that's, that's completely uh, fair enough. Stuff, mate, having, a, having a play or... Um, uh, no, I, I think I'll probably be right. I'll, uh, I'll stick to, to betting on The Bachelor and uh, judging by you know what the cameraman told me once upon a time and, and all that sort of stuff and, and then wondering why the, uh, the events don't come out in the final. So um, outside of that, uh, probably the only other, other interest I've got sporting-wise this weekend is in the, the Bledisloe Cup and... New Zealand's a dollar five. Um, I'm not sure. The line's currently at around twenty two and a half points for that game. I think that's probably a pretty, pretty good price or good line. Um, Australia hasn't won in New Zealand at Eden Park since I've been alive, and it's bloody hell. It's not going to start this week, so um, <laughs> I, I'm going to back the uh, the Kiwis to get the the job done at the line there and just completely dismantle Australia. I think that line's far too close for the Aussies. So um, I'm going to do the patriotic deed this weekend by not caring about the Liberals or the Prime Minister or the Wallabies for that matter. I'll just uh, be back in the Kiwis to get the job done. Uh, Dates, as always, it's been great. Uh, We'll uh, probably catch up soon again to talk more about WA Racing and and try and find a few more winners. Sounds like a plan, mate. Thanks for having us and um, go well on the weekend. Absolutely. All right, punters, go well. For everyone out there, enjoy the racing action from this weekend at Belmont. Yeah, go well, guys.